0: Is there anything like being uh, 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 having a restraining order put on you that you don't want talked about? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me Father Tim Furlow, all the way from Portland in Oregon. Thanks for joining us, Father Tim. Thanks, Father Conrad. Always good to be with you. And uh, today we're doing something that we've been meaning to do. It's been in the plans for a long time, since the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start doing some vocation stories. So, Father Tim, you are a fan favorite on, uh, on Catholic Bites. <laughs> so, we thought this would be the perfect place to start. Uh, so, tell me, where, where did your vocation story start? How did God uh, let you know that you were called to be a priest?
1: Yikes. I mean, that's like, uh, (laughs) we'll condense the three or four hour version into a few minutes. How about that? Sounds good. Um, Let's see. Well, you know, the story of my vocation is really the story of how I actually came to practice the faith. Mm. I was raised in a a quasi-religious home. You know, we went to mass sometimes. We went to some non-Catholic services other times, but I kind of fell away from that uh, when I was a bit older. And uh, by the time I got to college, I went a little bit early, when I was 17, um, I just totally abandoned the faith. I totally abandoned any notion of, you know, Jesus being real or that we should believe in him or the the fact that he's divine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so at the end of two years, I was actually, what's a really polite way of saying it? I was released of my time. At the university I was going to, you know, I was I was politely asked to leave, and so and, and banned um, from the
0: campus, right?
1: And banned from the campus. It's my favorite yeah, part of the that's story. A, that's a whole different. Uh, for all the listeners, just want to make make it clear, like. It was just for stupid things. There's nothing violent or weird or anything like that. I, it was, in the end, it was throwing a cinder block off of a high vantage point because I wanted to see it break. <laughs> Not the smartest thing in the world. And uh, and so got kicked out. It was great. Years later, one of my friends said, oh, I'm getting married uh, at the university. Can you uh, can you be there for the wedding, be the deacon? And I'm like, oh, yeah, about that. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to have to call them and see if that's okay. Weirdly enough, there was a computer crash in 2006. They lost all my records and they let me come back. Nice. Uh, so, so that worked out. But after I got kicked out, I told my mom I wanted to travel. And so she booked me a ticket to e- exotic Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, that's not exactly what I had in mind. But um, I went down there and I stayed with a family that... I had known when I was a little bit younger and long story short they just loved on me for a week and I really started to heal from some things and the last day I was there I I went back to my hotel room and I was walking from the living room into the bedroom and the presence of God just completely filled up that hotel room Mm. like from the from the floor to the ceiling it was the most powerful existential experience I've ever had and it was important to me that I was alone in a hotel room because I had convinced myself that religion in general was truly the opiate of the masses. It was some sort of psychosomatic thing, Hmm. you know, the the community desiring something to happen. And so it manifests in individual psyches, but as a whole. And so I was alone and that happened. And so that was necessary for me. And the only way I've thought to describe it, because it's totally indescribable, right? It's what Hmm. we call an Theology the Mysterium Tremendum at fascinans, the a ter- terrible and fascinating mystery. Um, is that the being of God, being itself, is so powerful, it's so large, that it just eclipses you when it comes over you. And he totally eclipsed me. And uh, I sort of weirdly doubted my own existence for a minute <laughs> and then kind of came back into it. So that got me practicing the faith then I went to a, a little university called Franciscan University in uh, Steubenville, Ohio. And I saw kids my age practicing their Catholic faith. I had never seen that before. I'd mm-hmm. gone my whole life to Catholic school, didn't really practice, didn't know anybody that that took it very seriously. That was the first time I, I saw you know, 19, 20, 21-year-olds living the faith. And it seemed like it made them very happy. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, <laughs> I've already got the sacraments of initiation. I might as well just, you know, try it out. So, started going to daily Mass. There are three daily Masses a day, all packed. Started praying my Rosary. Everybody's walking around praying the Rosary. You know, started going to confession. Had no idea about confession. You know, I went into confession and... I didn't even know there was an absolution. I just left the first time. You know, like, <laughs> you I mean, your just,
0: sins and then you just peaced out. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah,
1: the poor priest, was probably like, what's going on, you know? But I just, I just knew nothing, even after being quote-unquote raised in the church. I didn't know what the church was. I didn't know what the faith was at all. It slowly started to dawn on me what it was when it started to change me. And when it started to change me, I recognized that, oh, if this is having an effect on me like this, and I saw it having effect on other people well then maybe this is something worth investigating on a deeper level and that's about when the lord tapped me on the shoulder and said how about priesthood you know and i Um, like to think i fought him uh more bravely than any mortal has ever fought a divine (laughs) being you know for such a proposition um but it eventually i i relented when he revealed to me what it was going to be like. I had started dating a lovely girl, lovely Catholic girl, we were going to get married, and I was sitting in a Eucharistic chapel here in Portland, uh, and he just laid it all down for me. You know, the Lord can just transfer a whole paradigm into your mind if he wants to. Mm-hmm. And he laid it all down for me, said, look, if you love this girl, you're not going to mess with her salvation. As if I have a plan for you to be a priest, that means I have a plan for her to be with somebody else. And my plan for you is how you get to me so if you really love her you will not mess with my plan for how she gets to me you know this whole whole train of thought just popped into my into my mind and is undeniably true so i i ended that relationship and i entered the seminary that'll have to be another podcast because that's a wild ride as well (laughs) but i but i was if i was ordained in 2015 And the last four years have been the best four years of my life. I never thought doing something that I fought so hard would make me so happy, but that's what really finding your vocation is, finding what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. It's the reason why you were born, so you feel more fulfilled than if you did anything else. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. I
0: guess I've never even heard your, your story all the way through. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Father Tim. Thanks for for, um, uh, sharing this. Uh, Thank you to everyone who listens. If you'd like to hear more great Catholic podcasts, you can check out the rest of our episodes at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on iTunes. Just look for Catholic Bites, Bites with a Y. Thank you and God bless you.